back at the Magic Hour with Michael McCallum. I'm your host, Michael McCallum. This is an internet broadcasting podcast brought to you by Rebel Pictures and the Michigan Business Network. We are dealing with the COVID-19 crisis pandemic and keeping, as they would say in Hollywood and show business, the show must go on. Mm. So we are in our remote location, cool little private theater area with Wolf Hogan, filmmaker, actor, writer, musician. And we were, you were just telling me off in the break and I wanted you to save it for this so we were talking about The Hustler and classic yeah. films mm-hmm. so Jackie Gleason and Minnesota Fats yeah 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 so I, I was saying uh, you know I heard somewhere else about how like, it was another film or television show and they were like wow Minnesota Fats was greatest pool player ever I didn't realize until you told me that was you know based on a true story but but just the way Gleason comes on screen he just has because because I only knew Gleason from the honeymooners right you know? so seeing it him in that light you know as the coolest guy in the room he comes in you know half smirk you know eyebrow raised he's like oh so you want to play some pool huh you know just questioning just back and forth before they even get to the meat of the game it's just beautiful the way he's got a gravitas to him because yeah. you've seen him in these these kind of boisterous comedic roles mm-hmm. and uh, and he was wonderful in the honeymooners mm-hmm. groundbreaking show but in the hustler him playing minnesota fats the rest of the story isn't true is all fictitious but for him him to because Jackie Gleason was a great pool player in oh. real life, so all his shots Word. he is actually taking those. Wow! And Paul Newman worked for a long time to get good at playing pool for the film and did a lot of his own shots. Mm-hmm. There was a famous pool player, Moscone, who was his kind of teacher through that, but also took some of the trick shots on camera that that Newman couldn't take. But Jackie Gleason was a badass pool player in real life. And Paul Newman, like you can tell, I mean, like there were like what for me what what I find different in films today, what I find a little bit different is you know nowadays you know actors have good actors have like uh, you can tell that they're that they're comfortable you know they're thinking in character but there was something about you know these classic films you know the way they were filmed the entire process you can tell that these that there was more preparation that went into becoming these characters you know for instance, I mean, we're talking about Jackie Gleason, like, you know, I don't know what his method was, but I mean, you can tell that he was, you know, Minnesota Fats, you know, in that moment throughout the entire film. You know, I mean, I don't know if he broke character or not, but if I had to guess, I'd say, you know, he was Minnesota Fats the entire And got into it, and I think a lot of those guys... There's different acting styles. Paul Newman obviously was a method actor. Mm-hmm. And from that inside, you know, the actor's studio, and yep. you saw interviews with James Lipton on inside the actor's studio. But he did go to the actor's studio and was taught by Lee Strasberg and Ely Kazan and did a lot of stage work as well. But yeah, I just think that for like that, what I was saying in the last segment was like this young filmmaker that uh, God bless him really loved too for the show and we've stayed in touch. He just can't get into the older movies. And I I think like, man, you're really missing something there because I don't watch it and think like, 
oh, that's not what it, you know, things that I'm watching now are much more natural and realistic. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff I watch now, I'm like, eh, just, uh, I think they're trying too hard. There's not a naturalness there. And there is a cool element, like you were talking about with with filming, that these were all on film. Yeah. The time that it took to actually put that together. You know, it's funny you say that about your buddy who can't really get into uh, classic films. So I love, like, new westerns. You know, Appaloosa, A True Grit, what is it, uh, 310 to Yuma or whatever. Yeah, you know what's funny? All three of those are remakes. Or, yeah, remakes. Yep, yep, yep. What's funny is, you know, I love the new ones, but a good friend of ours, his name is Billy, or a family friend, he was actually Prince's road manager. So we went over to his house, and he's got westerns playing, and he's got DVDs stacked to the ceiling of westerns. And I was talking to him, and I'm like, you know, they make, you know, newer westerns, right? He's like, no, no, I don't want none of that, like, none, none of that new school stuff. It's, it's not realistic enough for me. You know, he loves the old school westerns like all the practical effects yeah he loves all of that even spaghetti westerns yeah those are great all the sergio leone films and the man with no name trilogy and you know and i didn't understand it for the longest time but now when i go back and i watch a a classic western i'm like there's just there's something about it there's something there that that the new ones don't have like the new ones are as you were saying like they're kind of trying too hard yeah yeah i was watching the naked spur the other day and uh, on my Facebook I'll kind of post like movie posters from uh, for a photo album of movies that I've seen in that year and so if, if you go to my Facebook you can see that and um, I would recommend checking those movies out for the listeners out there but um, The Naked Spur man I was because love Jimmy Stewart mm-hmm. Robert Ryan though man I've gotten so into this actor's filmography you know one of my favorite movies the setup he's in it's a great film but th- everything this guy's in he's really good and this was a story that just had five characters mm. and within the first 10 minutes of the movie you are introduced to all five characters mm. Janet Lee's in it it's just really well done but it's a good like you can it's a really cool character study and kind of what they're doing to each other through this trip and and Robert Ryan is you know a, a wanted fugitive and and Jimmy Stewart's character is trying to get the bounty for him but it's kind of revealed what happens with these other relationships with yeah. people that are helping Ralph Meeker's in it who's great who's in Kiss Me Deadly and I just I get a high on those old movies yeah. man I really do dude those relationships like the, the relationships between these characters in these classic films there's nothing like it I think a lot of stuff now too it's very when somebody does have a distinct style mm-hmm. it sticks out like a sore thumb because so many filmmakers don't have a distinct style now yeah and when you look at a lot of dvd art or poster art there are a lot of the same things you yeah. see like the posters always i'm talking with my hands now for the listeners but it's broken up into to three panels you mm-hmm. have like the top panel has a shot of, of a bunch of the characters the middle panel is a closer shot of the the lead and then the bottom panel is like a wide shot of Mm -hmm. something going on or you'll have how many posters have just an extreme close-up of the main character with the words over the face it's just like come on Mm -hmm. you know it's it's overdone so much and i think that also says a lot to how hollywood is a really cookie cutter thing industry and you've got to really as independence even through this tough time you got to do something that's going to branch you out and make you distinct yeah you know like um it's kind of interesting you say that you know you know in 
watching your films, you can tell that you have a love for, you know, the classics and the classic way of bringing characters together or introducing characters. Oh, thanks. And telling man. stories. I appreciate that. You know, and for me, you know, I got into filmmaking much later and the film that kind of did it for me was, believe it or not, 2004's Sideways, which is... Oh, I love that movie. You know, so like... I absolutely love that movie. That's like one I can watch over and over. Yeah, like, and the way I broke it down for myself at, this was like in high school or whatever, and I fell in love with these characters and I, I, I didn't know why. So I watched it like 20, 30 times and I was like, Jack and Miles, you know, spoiler alert, Jack and Miles <laughs> are the same guy. They're just two different representations of the same guy. Miles is like the neurotic version of ourselves uh, that keeps us from following our dreams. Jack is, you know, the impulsive side who is only in it just for personal gain and pleasure. And um, and he's got much more confidence. Yeah. Miles has kind of played it safe with the the being a teacher, writing yeah. the novel, but afraid to get it out there. There's n- never an ending, sort of like... Michael Douglas and Wonder Boy. Yeah, yeah. You know, never an ending. Just, just binders and binders. And I was thinking to myself too. I'm like, I think the wine is a character too, or at least a MacGuffin, because Miles and Maya they become obsessed with the wine. Like they turn to it once their marriages fail. You know, so it's like a maybe. What does it call? Like they have that in common. Like yeah, they're both yeah. reaching for the same thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too deep. No, right? no. I saw because <laughs> I saw you in a comment on Facebook mention this, yeah, yeah. and then you said I might. You had a disclaimer like <laughs> I might have been high yeah. when I when I wrote this review. Marijuana may or may not have been involved in. I knew it when I when you said that, and I went back and reread your comment because instead of MacGuffin, you put McMuffin. <laughs> And I was like, that's how you know you were high. Because you went to say MacGuffin, a plot point that doesn't matter in the story, which Hitchcock had famously quoted and coined. But you referred to it as McMuffin. I was just starving. (laughs) um, And like, the reason I said about like the the wine being a character is just because like that monologue that um, Virginia Madsen Maya says to um, Miles, you know, about you know how wine is alive you know thinking about who 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 picked the grapes whatever year how many of them must be dead by now you know that kind of just it opened up and because I was just because like before watching that film I was like wine is wine yeah but it's like you know when you think about that it, you, you could say that with anything yeah well, you know? and there's more wine than Boone's Farm you're right, right exactly right, right, yeah and I've got an idea before we go to break I've, I have an idea for um, a film that's around the production of coffee yeah so i mean in a similar sense because she romanticizes it yeah she does yeah virginia madsen was really good in that so on that note we're going to take a quick break we're going to be back uh, thinking about the uh, mcguffin mcmuffin scenario (laughs) with wolf hogan this is the magic hour with michael mccallum rebel pictures michigan business network (laughs) 